Hi there, and welcome back. Well, hello there, and welcome to my office. It is Wednesday afternoon, and I have literally been watching Netflix all day, doing a whole lot of nothing. So I decided for this week's episode, I want to do something that has been requested of me several times. Shout out to Kay for requesting this. What I'm basically going to do is I'm going to go down the top categories of Etsy and I'm going to click each one and we're going to have a look at what's going on in each niche and what you can do to take advantage, make more sales, make sure that your shop is going to filter up to the top because a lot of times when we're selling, we don't actually take the time to look at our competition or you know what, sometimes it hurts to look at your competition because you look at them and you're like oh they're doing this so much better than me and then you get depressed and you don't want to deal with it but none of that needs to happen because I can look at all of it for you and just tell you what sorts of things you need to consider so in honor of Kay we are going to start ourselves in the vintage section so if you want to follow along with me at any point please feel free I am literally on etsy.com and across the top there are categories like jewelry and accessories clothing and shoes home and living blah 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 the very last category is gifts, but we're actually gonna start with the second to last category, which is vintage. So I'm gonna click on that right now, and what I'm basically gonna do is scroll down the page and look to see what sellers are killing it in vintage. I'm gonna open up a couple of their shops and look for patterns in between them so that we can figure out what is it that's working for people in vintage? How are they making it go? And we're just gonna go down the line and try this with quite a few different sections and see what's happening, where are the trends, like what do you need to be doing, and the easiest way you can update yourself. So the first thing, when you click on a page that's at the top, you're gonna land on a category page, meaning it's gonna have a bunch of different options that you can click on. So for example, in vintage, there's actually a lot bigger categories too. So all the categories on Etsy, from jewelry to art and collectibles, home and living, craft supplies, also have their own vintage section. So anything that is classed as both vintage and one of these will show up on this page too. So keep that in mind that they do, like you can drill down even further into two categories and it, it's actually pretty important to do that. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just gonna scroll. This is literally the vintage. You click on vintage, these are the top sellers that appear. So they're the highest ranking. They're like crazy. So the first thing I'm seeing is I'm seeing a quite a few rugs. I'm seeing a lot of clothing right now, which I would expect in the summer. I'm seeing uh, postcards, artwork, furniture, quite a bit of it. You know, I'm seeing a lot of furniture, actually. I'm seeing some raw crystals, interestingly. That is something that is kind of new and vintage. I think it's based on recent trends. Still seeing a lot of clothing as I scroll. Now we're getting to the jewelry. Um, we're getting to keychains. We're getting to a little bit of home decor as I scroll down the page. But of all the things I'm looking at, a lot of items are definitely clothing home decor, prints, that kind of thing. And the primary price points I'm seeing, like this page, there's something on this page is an art deco engagement ring that's $3,100. And there are things on this page that are $6. So there's really a big range between them all. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna click on a few sellers. The first person I've come across that has a ton of reviews is actually called Fire Gypsy Vintage. They have 3,600 reviews. So I'm gonna take a look at their shop. It appears that they sell clothing, but we're gonna find out. The next person that I'm seeing that has a ton of reviews is uh, 
Love Dove Trading and they have 2,400 reviews. I think that they're going to be a paper shop. Um, this item that's listed is a vintage book. It's actually not even bound. So that's really interesting. And finally, the next person that has a ton of reviews is called Artvark and they are selling vintage paper, it appears. So it looks like you know, stamps, that kind of stuff. So we've basically got two sort of home decor art shops. And the other one I want to look at just for fun is this crystals and creation shop because this is a very newly trending item that I thought was interesting. Let's start by taking a look at Fire Gypsy Vintage. They're our clothing seller and I'm looking at their shop now. They have 14,000 sales. A lot of vintage sellers go into this and they're like, I'm just gonna sell everything. Like maybe you have a garage full of stuff. Maybe you have parents or grandparents that have a garage full of stuff. Maybe you just like to curate this stuff and collect it. Maybe you go to you know farmer's markets and fairs and Goodwills and whatever just to source this kind of stuff and you've always liked to do it and it's fun to shop for but you get to a point where you have too much of it in your house and you need to start selling it. That's why I think a lot of people get into vintage. But here's something really interesting that I noticed immediately. Fireside Vintage, 14,000 sales. Everything in their shop falls into just a few categories and they're all really closely related. So their shop has bags, shoes, basically bottoms, tops, coats, jewelry and hair accessories, tops and sweaters. Everything in this is something you would wear out during the day. Like you get dressed in the morning and you would pick up one of these things and either put it on your body or carry it with you. So it's a really clear niche that they're in. And I'm thinking we might notice this with all these shops, we're gonna find out, but you might notice that vintage sellers that do well pick something distinct and just sell that. They don't sell everything under the sun. It's nearly impossible to rank for it. Now here's something else I've noticed about them that a lot of vintage sellers don't do. I can tell just by looking at the pictures that they have multiples of each item. There's no such thing as oh, this is one of a kind. Because the reality is one of a kind is really difficult to rank for in Etsy because you do all this work, you take these pictures, you put this item up, you put a title, you put tags, you do all this SEO research, and then this item sells and it's gone. So there's nothing else unless you have something nearly identical to put in that slot. So you've just lost all that work right there. So sellers who know what they're doing on vintage, they buy multiples of each item and they're basically holding stock and selling that stock so that you never really are doing your work 10 and 20 times. And I can even just see just by looking at this, the first few listings they have camo jackets. It's clear they have a rack with like five or six of them on the rack. So it's clear I can take my pick. It's clear they have a lot of these. The next listing is for denim cutoff shorts. These were probably filtered to the top of the shop by the seller because they're seasonal. So here's something they're doing. They're putting the stuff people are most interested in now at the top of the shop so that you don't have to go looking for it. They're more likely to get sales. In fact, the majority of the items at their top of their shop either have the best seller icon or they say over 20 people have this in their cart, over nine people have this in their cart, that kind of thing. So I can tell this person is sorting based on the seasons and making sure their shop reflects that, which is good advice for pretty much anyone who's selling on Etsy. Make sure what customers want is at the top so they don't have to go looking for it because you're about 20 times more likely to get the sale if it's just one or two clicks in versus the likelihood that people are going to scroll. I know you and I scroll all the time. It's something we're used to. It's, it's the way you shop these days, but honestly, most people don't scroll that much. I feel free to look it up. I thoroughly encourage you to Google this, but most people 
see the first thing that they see, click it, and that's it. And there's no more scrolling after that. The first thing they're interested in, they click it, and that's it. I mean, basically everything in the first page is very seasonal. I can tell it's summer-related. I can tell it's spring-related. The jewelry, the boots, the, the everything, the jacket, you know, purses, all of that is super duper seasonal which is really really interesting and they have multiples of everything for sure so that is something that's absolutely fascinating for vintage stores Let's take a look at this bookstore. This was Love Dove Trading, and they've had about 9,000 sales. And I'm going to take a look at their shop now. I'm not seeing quite as good of organization in this shop when I come in. It's a lot of like canisters, books. There's a lot of paper. Now this person has allowed me to click on their sale so I can actually see what they're selling. Immediately on looking at her sales, I'm seeing an instant pattern. There are literally animal newspaper pages. There's map newspaper pages. There there's book bundles, there's actual books like old books, old maps, old art. Everything on this page with the exception of one pendant, everything she sold, the last 24 items she sold have been paper or book related items. Let's look at page two and see if we're seeing more of the same yeah, literally this page is all book items with the exception of two items. One is a mug and one is like a vintage sprinkler. So paper items clearly are her bread and butter. Now a lot of shops do this where they're like, I don't want to take out other items because they sell occasionally. And that's fine. You know what? It, it's not going to hurt, but definitely spend all your time listing items that sell. And I think that our seller has kind of figured this out on Love Dove Trading. Like she clearly is doing a great job. I love what she's doing and the fact that she's found this niche and she's doing such a good job with it but the items she's featuring at the top right now are glass blown items which is great if those items are selling but but they're really not her bread and butter if this were my shop I would absolutely be featuring paper items and to be completely honest I would be thinking about maybe opening a second vintage shop with my other things partially because sometimes when you have a keynote item which is your one type of item or category of item that really sells it's like the front runner of your shop in her case that's paper products when you have a keynote item and you're ranking really well for it and you're selling a lot of it, it can actually take away from other items in your shop. So for example, if I had, you know, all these beautiful old jars like she did and vases and, and glass stuff, I'm probably not getting a lot of attention for that because I'm ranking well for paper goods. I'm selling them. So Etsy sees my conversion rate is high. So it's just sending me traffic for that. And my other items are getting overlooked. If I were to open a second shop with those glass items in them and just those they would actually start to probably get the attention they deserve because then I could spend my time in that shop focusing on ranking for just those items this is why you see sellers with multiple shops that are just in very specific categories and when it comes to vintage this can really be a game changer so imagine if instead of having one shop that had 9,000 sales she had two shops that had you know 8,000 sales each because one shop is selling paper items they're super popular and when you subtract all the other items she's selling maybe she would have sold around 8,000 and her other shop is selling something else where she's just focusing on say glass work or something like that and that is selling really well too so instead of having 9,000 total sales she could have what's 8 plus 8 16,000 total sales I'm not saying that that's exactly what would happen but I am saying that there's always the opportunity to grow in that way when you're trying to sell something specific on Etsy especially in a category like vintage where it really helps to focus I mean we can see she's not focused but her buyers are focused on one thing and one thing only that she sells and that's this paper stuff. So that's really a game changer. 
Let's look at our last seller. Uh, we did Artvark. Oh, wow. I can tell immediately. They've had almost 4,300 sales and they only have three categories in their shop. All they're selling is paper, ephemera, postage stamps, and patches. So patches are a little quirky. They're a little different. But this seller, get this, has almost 4,300 sales with 38 items in their shop. That's like unheard of. For you to make sales on only 38 items, that many especially, is so rare. And it means somebody hit on a really niche category that not a lot of other people are doing and they were able to go crazy. And I can look at this person's sales too. And just by clicking on them, I bet you anything it's going to be all postage stamps. Yep, because they have over 30 postage stamps, in their shop like they have 38 items eight of them are not postage stamps 30 of them are literally all their sales basically with the exception of maybe five or six on the first page they're the ephemera <laughs> the majority of the things on this page are postage stamps I think it's like 20 out of the 24 items that are on this page and as I'm scrolling through her pages I'm seeing more of the same so she found a super tiny niche that was really specific and she's killing it as a result but look at this once again we're seeing the pattern of extreme hyper focus in a vintage shop because when it comes to vintage either you have to have crap loads of items and I'm talking thousands in order to get seen or you focus and you make it easier on yourself this is going to be a big game changer in the case of like how much time you might spend on this or what you might actually decide to do with a vintage shop all right now let's get our oddball this was crystals and creations they're the one that has a raw crystal set they're claiming that it's vintage i mean technically all rocks are what millions of years old so I guess they're considered vintage I don't really know why this is in vintage but it's listed as a bestseller in vintage and when I click on her shop she does have 13,000 sales let's just kind of compare her to bring things to the table here a little bit that's that's a little like out of the ordinary like how can you take an existing shop and put it into vintage and how can you leverage that you know so she's obviously ranking for vintage because she uses it somewhere in her tag she did not use it in her title notably so those tags alone were enough to rank her but I'm seeing in her shop once again only 31 items the other two shops we looked at had you know 500 and a thousand items so they had really listed a lot of items but these two shops the postage stamp shop and the crystal shop are so niche that they've made tons of sales with one item she has 31 items in her shop once again that's crazy the majority of items 15 of the 31 are crystals other things are herbs and smudge, terrariums and crystal jewelry. She doesn't have a lot of those. I'm going to guess, I can't look at her sales, but I'm going to guess that her most popular items are the crystals. She, she was literally ranking on page one of the vintage category for them. So we're gonna take an educated guess and say that she ranks well for crystals. She only has 15 crystals and she still managed all of these sales. It's absolutely crazy, insane that she did that. But once again, super duper niche, incredibly focused shop. This is one of the reasons why I think it's working so well for her. Aside from the fact that this item is also trending, I mean, you can decide to say, hey, I'm gonna focus on this trending item, but you know, it's always be aware that when you're focusing on a trend, your shop may have a five-year shelf life and you may need to transition to something else. Some trends last for 10 or 20 years. It's crazy the way some things go, but other trends don't last as long. So that's why I think finding your like, hyper mini niche like we're talking about can be so vital in any shop not just in vintage but vintage is one of the strongest ones that gives us an absolutely epic over the top example of basically what you can do when you hyper focus even to the point of not having to put up as many listings as everybody else on etsy which is a huge benefit so i hope that helped you guys out Kay, i hope you 
enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped you immensely. We're going to go down the rest of the categories throughout this time. And I'm going to just throw them in here and there every single month. So you'll get one category every single month while we follow along with the other stuff that we're talking about. Right now, we're going to go through all of the different categories on Etsy and we're going to cover what's trending most in that category and how you can leverage it. Then after that, we're going to be moving on to some super fun stuff that I cannot wait to do with you guys. Basically, a lot of people look at big businesses or businesses that are running well, like my business, and people look at me and they're like, wow, how did you build this? There's so much to it. How did you get it all together? But the reality is it is not together it is a clusterfuck and a half it is a mess and the fact is the bigger that I'm finding my business is getting and the more we're growing the more messes I'm leaving behind if you dig into my business even just a little bit you will see examples of these messes so keep in mind when you're looking at your competitors like there are always little flaws in every single business and some of them are big flaws so for example if you went to my Instagram right now I haven't posted since October of last year I'm not using that part of my business at all is it necessary for me I mean, obviously it's not necessary for me to make money, but that doesn't mean I couldn't be leveraging it to do something really cool, to make more money, to get more exposure, or just to do better with my business. So once we're done going through all of our categories on Etsy, which is going to be super fun, we're going to do what I'm going to call a fix my life series. It's basically designed to help you fix the messes that are already in your business, the things that you're just like, I have no clue how to do this. And what I'm going to do is spend several months taking top level tier courses, super expensive ones, learning my way around what needs to be happening now. Because the fact is when you're doing this, no matter how entrenched in it you are, you still get out of date. I can't tell you how many Etsy experts I've talked to that have been doing this for oh my God, like 10 plus years. And some of the information they're giving me, I'm like, I can Google that right now and I know it's out of date. And this just showed me an example of how hard it can be to keep up with things even when you're really entrenched in an industry. So I'm like, you know what? Screw that. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want you guys to be left behind. Let's figure out how we can fix our lives together. And I'm going to take a month, fix some of the messes that are happening in my business, pull you along with me so you can see what I'm doing, why and how, and fix your business as well. I'm very excited for this series to be coming up. I cannot wait to run through it because it means I get to fix my life while literally showing you guys whether it actually works or not. I have no idea what's going to happen and if there's a mess I'm going to point straight to it. I'm going to be like look look at this fail right here. I did it. It failed. It didn't work. I'm going to tell you how badly it failed and we'll talk about it because honestly businesses are not perfect and anybody who tells you their business is doing great or just only shows off the good stuff is hiding a lot and I I want to pull back the curtain and show you all the messiness that's actually happening. It's like profit at the end of the day is not the only part of the story at all. In fact, most of the story involves me sitting on the couch, being really sad, upset, or confused, or just generally me staring into space, having no idea what to do, having to talk to about 50 people in order to figure it out. Just because I've done this for a long time doesn't mean I'm any better at making decisions. So I hope you guys are looking as forward to that as I am. I'm going to stop babbling now and I can't wait to chat with you next week. We'll go through our next Etsy category. And that category is craft supplies. We're going to go backwards. I think all these categories will teach you something about your shop, whether you're selling in that category or not. So I can't wait to chat with you about it next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.